Good evening and welcome to NTD News. I'm Don Mai in for Stefania. Here are today's top stories. An arrest has been made a month after four Idaho students were killed in their sleep. More on the suspect and charges. A long legal battle over Trump's taxes ended today, with Democrats making the former president's tax returns public. On Saturday night, all eyes will be on the famous crystal ball at Times Square. We take a closer look during a test run of the ball drop. Some say the harsh realities of life test their faith, but it's in that trust in a greater power that helps them succeed. We take a look at some of this year's examples. And celebrities also made significant headlines in 2022, from an event called The Slap to a closely followed court trial. We take a look back at some of the most memorable. Pennsylvania authorities arrested a suspect in last month's killing of four Idaho students. Just a few hours ago, Idaho police and the prosecutor heading the case made the public announcement. He has had an initial appearance in front of a judge in Pennsylvania. He is being held without bond, and the warrant from our magistrate judge here also provides for no bond. We understand that he's scheduled to be back in court in Pennsylvania next Tuesday afternoon. The prosecutor says the suspect can either be moved to Idaho voluntarily or through an extradition process if he doesn't agree to cross state lines. Police say the arrest was made last night. 28-year-old Brian Koberger has been charged with killing the four Idaho students while they were sleeping. All are first-degree charges. Ending several years of court challenges, former President Trump's tax returns are now public. House Democrats released them today, saying it's their duty to provide a check on the executive branch. Others say it's a violation of privacy and a dangerous new political weapon. Entity's Melina Weiskopf has more details. Two years after leaving the White House and just a few months into his new run for office, Trump's tax returns are now open for public scrutiny. The Democrat-led House Ways and Means Committee released the past six years of Trump's tax returns, revealing that for four of those six years, uh, Trump reported income losses. In 2020, the former president reported a loss of $4.7 million and paid zero in federal taxes. But in 2018 and 2019, he and Melania paid about $1.1 million in net federal income taxes. The documents of his returns are thousands of pages and include both his individual returns and business returns. Now, Democrats have been working for years since 2019 to get access to these documents. The legal battle lasted for years and went all the way up to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court finally ruled last month, allowing Congress to have access to these tax returns. Although in that ruling, it was relatively short and the justices didn't explain their reasoning for allowing Congress to have access to these documents. Trump, in his reaction today, criticized both the court's decision and House Democrats, warning that now that this has happened, it's a, quote, two-way street. And the House did try to take some concrete action with this, although it was mainly symbolic. They recently passed a bill that would reform the presidential audit process. Now, this would have required the IRS to conduct an audit of a president's personal and business tax returns quickly after they're filed. It would also require the agency to 
quickly release the status of those audits and release the tax returns themselves within 90 days after they're filed. But some are saying this sets a dangerous precedent. Republican Kevin Brady, a retiring congressman and Republican leader on the House Ways and Means Committee, wrote that this public release would allow Congress to have nearly unlimited power to target and make public the tax returns of private citizens, political enemies, business and labor leaders, or even the Supreme Court justices themselves. Reporting in Washington, D.C., Melina Weiskup, NTD News. On New Year's Eve, over a billion people are expected to tune in to watch the crystal ball drop in New York City. NTD's Jason Perry went to Times Square today to get a closer look during a test run of the drop. I'm here at the top of Times Square One, next to the famous crystal ball that will be dropping on New Year's Eve to celebrate the new year. And this year will be the first year since before the pandemic that there will be no COVID-related restrictions. There's no other moment like it in the entire world where we're all doing the same thing at the same time, in unison, filled with hope, filled with love for the new year. The president of Countdown Entertainment, Jeffrey Strauss, hosted this test run of the crystal ball drop. Four, three, two, one. And up and up the crystal ball goes until it reaches the top of this 130-foot pole. The Times Square ball is 12 feet in diameter. It weighs nearly six tons. It's clad in over 2,000 Waterford crystal triangles and over 32,000 LEDs, which create this kaleidoscope of colors, a jewel in the sky above Times Square. And this year, the new pattern on the ball is a gift of love. It's a circle of hearts entwined together, bringing love to family, friends, and community in 2023. But there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than just a flip of a switch on New Year's Eve. We maintain the ball year-round. Paul Alvarado, an electrician, explained they routinely bring the ball up and down to check and make sure the motors work and change out power supplies if there are any outages. And while the ball is going up, there's a team beneath the bright lights. These, these cords keep the ball lit and they're connected to power supplies which are inside of the ball and we just guide this, this wire upward so that I don't get caught or snagged on anything and just, you know, try to keep it in the best shape that we can. This ball dropping event at Times Square has been going on for over 100 years, with the first ball drop happening back in 1907. From all of us at NTD, we wish you a happy new year. Jason Perry, NTD News, New York. And this year, we've seen a number of changes that may have some people thinking the world is out of control. Yet some people see it as a sign to hold on to their faith. NTD's Arlene Richards reviews a year of faith. The war in Ukraine, outrage over abortion bans, and protests over COVID-19 mandates. 2022 has been a year of turmoil for many people across the country. How can we solve these problems? What does it take to ensure happiness for all? Many people feel that the only way to get justice is to protest, destroy monuments, and even kill. But others consider problems not as a fight for justice, but as a test of their faith. Washington State football coach Joe Kennedy's faith was tested when he was forced to choose between his faith and his job. That's when I knew that it, it got real for me. When I became a Christian and I decided, you know, I'm all in 100% and I was going to go wherever God called me to go. After every football game, Kennedy knelt and prayed at the 50-yard line, but the school district told him to stop. 
and when he refused, it cost him his job. Kennedy trusted his faith all the way to the Supreme Court. I'm going to give you the glory, God, no matter what. And he won. In June, the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 to three that Kennedy's prayer was protected by the First Amendment. Belief in God and trusting one's faith is a test that even celebrities faced. On Thursday, actor and film producer Kirk Cameron read his recently published children's book about faith, family, and biblical wisdom at a public library. The Indianapolis Library initially denied him the opportunity, but gave in after Cameron threatened legal action. Cameron said in a social media post, no more will the family of faith be shut out from the public square. Faith has kept one spiritual group in the public eye for 30 years. Falun Dafa, an ancient spiritual practice in the Buddhist tradition, celebrated its 30th anniversary in May. The practice, which originated in China, has grown in popularity around the world. At the core of Falun Dafa's teachings are its principles, truthfulness, compassion, and forbearance. Practitioners strive to embody these values in their daily thoughts and actions. July 20th marked a different anniversary for the group. For 23 years, Falun Dafa practitioners have peacefully resisted the Chinese Communist Party's persecution of their faith. Former CCP leader Jiang Zemin outlawed the practice in 1999 and initiated a brutal persecution, resulting in the deaths of thousands of practitioners in China. In July, many U.S. officials and government agencies applauded the group's efforts to expose these crimes against humanity. For far too long, the Chinese Communist Party has abused their power and committed egregious human rights violations. Thank you to you for your unimaginable courage in speaking out against the Communist Party of China. Through a commitment to faith, many people have survived their greatest challenges this year. Arlene Richards, NTD News. And we saw numerous viral stories about celebrities in 2022, from Johnny Depp's trial to Kanye West's controversial statements. Here are the highlights. This year's Oscars broke the internet, as some might say. More specifically, the event that's been dubbed The Slap. It was the moment Will Smith hit Chris Rock on stage and many viewers weren't sure if it had really just happened. Even in the room itself, there was a sense that everyone had imagined it, which some say helps explain why things went on as normal for a bit. In Virginia this year, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard faced off in court. Clips from the trial circulated all over the internet at the time. The actor sued his ex-wife, arguing she defamed him when she called herself a public figure representing domestic abuse in a newspaper opinion piece. Heard countersued, but Depp ultimately won more than $10 million in damages. The jury ruled for Heard on one counterclaim. Top Gun returned to cinemas decades after the original movie came out. Actor Tom Cruise premiered his hotly anticipated sequel, Top Gun Maverick, returning as the cocky pilot he first played in the 1986 action flick. Maverick remains the biggest film of 2022, grossing almost $1.5 billion worldwide. Rapper Kanye West, who now goes by Ye, stirred up controversy with outbursts on social media, including anti-Semitic remarks. He made controversial statements about Adolf Hitler, saying the Nazi leader was not all bad. He also indicated he didn't think the Holocaust really happened. This led to the end of some corporate ties. It also knocked him off the Forbes list of the world's billionaires. 
Alec Baldwin shot and killed a cinematographer on the movie set of Rust. The actors and producers of the Western film reached a settlement in a wrongful death lawsuit brought by the family of the victim. A New Mexico state prosecutor is deciding whether to press criminal charges. In Los Angeles, the second Harvey Weinstein trial took place. The disgraced Hollywood producer is currently serving a 23-year prison sentence for sex crimes in New York. He faced 11 charges of rape and sexual assault in L.A. Four of those have since been dismissed. He has pleaded not guilty. And finally, just this week, Brazilian soccer legend Pele passed away. The three-time World Cup winner lived to be 83 and was one of soccer's most iconic players ever. Reporting by Arian Pastar, NTD News. Taking a break now, but if you have any news tips or feedback for the show, you can email us at evennews at ntd.com. Coming up, an NBA game in Washington creating controversy as the Chinese ambassador was invited to shoot free throws. This as a Chinese fighter jet flew dangerously close to a U.S. military plane. And in sports news, from Tom Brady's temporary retirement to the Brittany Griner saga, 2022 was eventful. NTD's Dave Martin recaps the year. That and more coming up. Controversy emerges after the Chinese ambassador is given the spotlight at an NBA game. This as the U.S. and China wrap up a year of bumpy relations, with the Chinese fighter jet recently flying within feet of a U.S. aircraft. NTD's Iris Tao has more. This is just disgusting. Backlash forming over some special treatment the Chinese ambassador got at an NBA game. Invited onto the court, Chinese Ambassador Ching Gang shot free throws at a Washington Wizards game this week. Former NBA player Anna's Kander Freedom says he's never seen anything like this. NBA literally tried to give a free propaganda to a genocidal regime. It's not the first time the NBA has given the spotlight to the Chinese envoy. In January, the Wizards played a video message from Ching during a game. And the Chinese Foreign Ministry even bragged about getting the airtime. That was the one thing that really was driving me crazy. The biggest dictatorship in the world can control a 100% American-made organization. Speaking with the Epoch Times this month, Freedom says money is pulling the strings. Like NBA is not the only one. You see Hollywood, you see big techs, you see academias, you see Wall Street. We will take On Friday, the ambassador in the video was announced as China's new foreign minister. He has used strong rhetoric and remarks about Taiwan and Xinjiang and even described himself as a wolf warrior, a term for an aggressive diplomat. And just a day earlier, the U.S. said a Chinese fighter jet came within 20 feet of a U.S. military plane, nearly causing a collision. The incident follows what the U.S. has called a recent trend of increasingly dangerous behavior by Chinese military aircraft. Reporting by Iris Tao, NTD News. Officials, experts and public figures have been dying in unusual numbers amid the COVID-19 outbreak in China many of them closely aligned with the Chinese Communist Party. Why didn't their privileges and resources known to come with CCP affiliation shield them from the disease? We get the inside scoop from an expert. 
Weeks of obituaries have been hitting China's media. Over the weekend, another high-ranking CCP official died amid the latest virus wave. Li Ziliu, the former mayor of China's southern economic hub, Guangzhou. He was among at least 50 CCP officials who have passed away since the start of December. The list also includes 45 prominent scholars and professors. Almost none of their obituaries listed cause of death. Inside China, it's widely understood that those closely aligned with the Chinese regime enjoy certain privileges. So why are people who typically have greater access to resources and other aid getting caught up in the COVID-19 turmoil? It's that these people are overprivileged, and for a long time they're in a hospital, like a nursing home, and they're given special treatment, and so the privileges that they get end up killing them. That's with the infection ripping through China's vast population. 1.4 billion people are finding themselves ill-prepared for the sudden surge. The public, with a lack of natural immunity to weather the outbreak after nearly three years of COVID-19 restrictions, and the upper echelon of the CCP, who've largely shielded themselves from the pandemic over the past few years. Suddenly, both groups may now be more vulnerable to the latest infection wave. Beyond that, a source has said that hospitals in Beijing are suspected as the origin of this virus wave. According to Radio Free Asia, a CCP insider disclosed that the outbreak has been spreading in major hospitals in Beijing since October. But authorities have concealed the news. The insider said the cover-up also led directly to the deaths of a large number of retired senior CCP officials that were hospitalized there. On the other hand, China affairs analyst Hung He says many CCP officials and prominent figures have received organ transplants to extend their lives. What's more, a military hospital in Beijing has touted a so-called health project for CCP leaders, with a goal of extending their lifespans to up to 150 years. High-ranking CCP officials or interest groups within the system have a particularly long lifespan. It relies heavily on replacing their organs with those from young people. Many deaths in the elderly are caused by organ failure but then they become very fragile and need to be carefully protected. So the virus is particularly dangerous to them. The COVID-19 devastation has continued to unfold in China, despite Beijing's assurance on Tuesday that it's fighting a prepared battle. And now over to sports news. Here's NTD's Dave Martin with today's top stories. Thank you, Dawn. 2022 was quite a year in sports. It was just back in January that nine-time Australian Open champion Novak Djokovic was famously denied entry to Australia because of his vaccination status. Djokovic would also sit out the US Open for the same reason, but still managed to win Wimbledon for his 21st Grand Slam title. The Beijing Olympics, meanwhile, kicked off in February amid human rights protests and had the lowest TV ratings ever, while the main events were overshadowed by a controversy regarding Russian figure skater Kamila Valieva, who was accused of doping. Also that month in the NFL, superstar Tom Brady called it quits and then changed his mind 40 days later. His retirement, albeit temporary, was accompanied this year by that of 23-time Grand Slam champion Serena Williams, 20-time major champ Roger Federer, and Duke's coach K, whose five NCAA titles are second only to John Wooden's 10. Meanwhile, in baseball, the off-season lockdown ended just in time to start the season, and what a shame it would have been to miss Aaron Judge's historic year. His 62 home runs were officially an AL record, while unofficially it crowned him as the clean home run champion.
College sports took a twist in 2022 as well. While the opening of name image likeness marketing opportunities finally allowed amateur athletes to cash in, the football landscape was forever changed with the announcement of longtime Pac-12 members USC and UCLA leaving to the Big Ten. And on the greens, the gentleman's game of golf turned testy and divided the biggest stars as the newly formed Saudi-funded Live Golf League poached a number of PGA players with their record purse amounts despite accusations of sports washing. Meanwhile, Tiger Woods, who stuck with the PGA, made his long-awaited return after a car accident that nearly cost him his leg. The World Cup, meanwhile, featured numerous exciting upsets, but will forever be remembered for the thrilling finale, where Lionel Messi and Argentina held off hard-charging Kylian Mbappe in France to win in penalty kicks. And finally, WNBA star Brittany Griner's arrest, detainment, prosecution, and eventual nine-year sentence in a Russian gulag for drug possession caught the world's attention, as did her December release via prisoner swap that brought home a thankful Griner. And those were some of the biggest sports stories of 2022. Back to you, Don. Thank you, Dave. Although Christmas is over, that doesn't mean people have stopped celebrating the holidays with bright lights and sweet treats. Entity's Phil Zoe goes on a holiday adventure in a small neighborhood that's making a big name for itself across the world. Here's Diker Heights Lights. That's a giant Santa Claus, just one of the many Christmas decorations we'll be seeing today. We're in Brooklyn, New York to visit the Diker Heights Christmas Light Show. Let's check it out. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's more beautiful every year. It's very colorful. It's really cool, all the lights. I've never seen houses this decorated. We've came here like probably ever since I was born. A good tradition. I like it better than Fifth Avenue, actually. I spoke to Fran Vela Marone. She knows all about the neighborhood, serving as the president of the Diker Heights Civic Association. People don't understand this. They think this is put on by some organization or some company or it's some kind of Disney World, but it's not. It's actually an actual community of people that just put up lights because for the for the purpose of the season. We want to find a uh, safe place to uh, go to an outdoor uh, kind of a festive thing. How do you uh, hear about it? Online, mostly Instagram. Everybody was saying this was a must-see. More houses, I feel like, are light up. Yeah, it's more decorated. Some of the decorated houses go beyond just holiday lights. The color green signifies hope and healing, and it's all about Michael. One house is raising money for charity. We've literally raised millions of dollars and funded millions of dollars towards research. This beautiful house, it looks like Emerald City in The Wizard of Oz. It's also, the green is the color and symbol of healing and hope. And our hope is we're going to find the cure for this disease in time to save my son, Michael. Have you raised today so far, you think? Uh, we're doing good. We're still out here, so we'll see. But we're doing really good. Everyone's so generous this time of year. I feel like I should have came previous years. <laughs> but, like, honestly, it's, it's fun. One local business, the Knights of Columbus event space, has been struggling since the pandemic, but staying hopeful over the holidays. Over 100 years. This building's been here over 100 years. We don't have that many people coming around anymore. Uh, to the functions that we have. We're, we're hopeful. It, it, it's going to turn around. 
It's only a matter of time. Other businesses like the Tasty Pastry Shop is thriving. After enjoying the Christmas lights, don't forget your holiday treats like this Italian cannoli. Long lines outside even on cold winter nights. We were looking at the lights and now we're going to the bakery and for dessert and then we're gonna go home. The bakery was so busy, I even volunteered to help the owner out. Just try to put out the best product I can, use the best ingredients that I can, that I have available and it works. You gotta love what you do. Anything in life, if you love what you do, put all your heart into it, you'll be successful. The Diker Heights lights were put up around Thanksgiving, and if you're lucky, you'll still be able to catch them until the end of next week. And have a blessed and happy Christmas and New Year. And Happy New Year to everybody else. Y'all stay safe and healthy. Everyone have a Merry Christmas and a great New Year, and hopefully everyone has a great year. Peace and goodwill to humankind. Happy Holidays. Good health for family and for me, that's it. <laughs> Just Happy Holidays to everyone. Wishing you guys all a peaceful, happy new year. <laughs> uh, same. <laughs> Phil Zoe, NTD News, New York. And that's all for today's news. We wish you and your loved ones a happy new year and great success. And for the last time this year, I'm Don Ma. Good night.